Welcome to the Pennsylvania Chamber's All Business Podcast, featuring the perspectives and unique insights of the Commonwealth's most dynamic executives, entrepreneurs, and leaders. My name is Rick Moran. I'm the Director of Marketing for the PA Chamber. In today's episode, myself and Chief Membership Officer for the PA Chamber, Mary Oliveira, had the opportunity to talk to Harrisburg University of Science and Technology President, Dr. Eric Dar. We had a great conversation with Eric today. He gave us some insight into what it's like at Harrisburg University. This university was founded in the early 2000s. So compared to a lot of the other universities in this country, they're a lot newer. And um, he kind of talked about what it's like to be basically a startup company and what are some of the challenges, but also more importantly, what are the opportunities with being newer and being able to think a little bit differently than a lot of other universities in this country. Um, we also talk a little bit about their highly successful esports program, um, we talk about some of their new ventures, their international strategy, and really what they're doing for workforce. They're doing some incredible things. Harrisburg University and Dr. Dar, they're one of the you know, visionary futuristic leaders that we need here in the Commonwealth, and they really epitomize our Bringing PA Back program and what that's all about. So with no further ado, I'm happy to present our conversation today with Dr. Eric Dar. So Eric, we've got quite a robust audience tuning in today, and many of them are very familiar with Harrisburg University, but some may not be. Could you just give a quick overview of who Harrisburg University is? Absolutely. So Harrisburg University is, in some sense, the newest kid on the block uh, in the state of Pennsylvania in higher education. Uh, We first had students in 2005. Um, we called them the pioneer class, and, and there were 73 of them. Today, we educate uh, close to 10,000 students a year uh, in science and technology, analytics, health sciences, uh, soon to be advanced manufacturing. Uh, and we do that at the bachelor's, master's, and doctorate level. We also educate uh, nearly uh, 2,000. Uh, students a year in professional development, uh, certificate programs, non-degree programs. Most of those programs are focused in the technology or analytics areas. Uh, And we're fortunate we do an awful lot of education for the state of Pennsylvania, uh, for government employees, professionals, but also for municipalities. Uh, and, And recently, Uh, we've started doing professional development work for the city of Philadelphia. So while we're named Harrisburg University, uh, we do also have a campus uh, uh, in addition to to our headquarters in Harrisburg, but we have a a campus in Center City, Philadelphia as well, Um, and uh, and recently opened a campus in Panama City, Panama. Uh, We can uh, talk in a bit about why that makes sense, but... uh, But uh, as Harrisburg University, uh, again, mostly focused on science and technology, uh, broad, broad uh, portfolio of programs uh, for a variety of students. 
Well, thank you for that brief introduction, Eric, and uh, apparently celebrating your sweet 16 this year, I guess. <laughs> Halfway through that life journey, you became president of Harrisburg University in 2013. And I have to say the transformation uh, over the last eight years has just been thrilling to watch more from the sidelines, as I'm sure you may uh, concur with doing the actual transformation work needed. Can you just tell us a little bit about your leadership vision over these last eight years and take us through what that journey has been like? Yeah, so, you know, the beginning, you know, Harrisburg University is a startup, has been, like any startup business. Um, the early, early years were focused on on undergraduates, um, building the, the basic pieces, if you will, of a new university. In our early years, uh, like any startup business, we had financial challenges. And when I took over in 2013, one of the assets that we had uh, was a great faculty. Um, we were fortunate in being able to recruit world-class faculty from literally around the world that were enamored with the idea of building a new university, which is a very rare opportunity, um, not just in the U.S., but, but around the world. And so we had this great, great faculty who perhaps weren't being leveraged to the best uh, and fullest of their abilities. And so we started to look around for what other types of students uh, would be interested in um, the kinds of programs that we could put in place. Uh, and that led us to graduate programs that led us to um, the education of, of international students. Those are on F1 visas in the United States that want to advance their careers and mostly in technology and analytics. And, and as I say, we had built a, a great world-class faculty in technology and analytics. And so that kind of led to the um, growth of the university into a, a whole different set of programs at the graduate level, master's level classes, a whole set of new uh, professional development programs built on this kind of core strength um, around faculty expertise uh, and you know, kind of the vision, the broader vision that I, I think I brought was that the world, literally the world needed the kinds of programs that we offered. And, and they were very differentiated in terms of um, cybersecurity or data mining or analysis of unstructured data. These are programs that you don't find in, in, in many universities in the United States, let alone around the world. And yet businesses here in the U.S. and around the world, those are the skills that that they demanded if you go back five, six years, right? And so, so we were in this enviable spot of being able to offer highly technical programs that businesses around the world couldn't find lots of other places, and we could fulfill that need. And, and so that's still the vision that really drives what we do. We're about helping businesses meet workforce needs. And so the businesses themselves help our partners, help us define the curriculum, deliver the curriculum, mentor our students, provide internships and projects, and, and then ultimately benefit when those students join them as employees. And so it's, it's um, you know, that's the idea of the university is work with businesses to solve their workforce needs. 
It sounds like you could be a sister division of the chamber with that mission, Eric. As you know, workforce development being a key priority for the chamber on a statewide level, certainly, uh, especially at a time when we're seeing so many challenges faced by so many industries across not only our state, but the nation. And you have even taken it on a global scale with your expansion. So uh, you've talked a lot about a great and intense focus on your faculty and having such an employee-centric mindset as a leader, I'm sure, is really helped been driving the engine of this growth and expansion behind Harrisburg University. So we applaud you in the seat that you sit in and the hat that you wear to continue to keep that as a key component of where you plan to go. And from academics to research to professional development programs, it does sound kind of like a one-stop shop for all almost at Harrisburg University, which includes something maybe a little bit different than people might expect when you think about a higher education institution. And that's this concept of ease sports. So adding to the menu of things that Harrisburg University has become known for and certainly has helped to grow beyond just your own borders and walls, tell us a little bit about the esports community and the impact it has had beyond Harrisburg U and the state of Pennsylvania. Yep. So for those that may not know, esports uh, refers to competitive video gaming. And uh, again, as a, as a higher ed institution focused on helping students uh, achieve family-sustaining careers uh, and focused on workforce development, um, we've not spent time, money, and effort building traditional sports programs. Um, and uh, at the same time, we, uh, several years ago, kept searching for ways to increase the awareness about Harrisburg University. And I think starting a, a Division three baseball program, as much as we all may love baseball, probably wasn't going to put us on the, on the you know, national map. And it also wasn't a great interest of our students. What was a great interest of our students and remains a great interest of our students are video games. Um, video games are not just you know, for, for a certain age demographic, but lots and lots of people, myself included, play video games. And you know, we commit time to it. And we have an academic program, a bachelor's program in video game design that we've had in place for a number of years. Um, and, you know, so we saw an opportunity in this competitive video gaming space in esports, um, which again, here in the United States, historically had been the purview of Southern California. And we saw an opportunity here on the East Coast, um, particularly in Pennsylvania, to build a name and to build a, the, the beginnings of a really interesting industry um, around esports and in the process make a, a national, if not international, name for Harrisburg University. And so we made the decision three years ago to invest in um, full scholarships. We recruited um, great, great players from around the world. Uh, we hired former professionals as coaches uh, in two, two video games, one called League of Legends, the other called Overwatch. Um, we built these really powerful competitive teams. Um, we were fortunate enough that uh, we, we sit in, in Harrisburg um, uh, near facilities where we could hold in-person competitions. And we always thought about esports as something that is a spectator sport. Uh, you can invite people in and, and watch. You can sell merchandise and tickets. And, and again, it's a way of getting our name out there and generating perhaps some revenue along the way um, and not just, 
you know, paying a million dollars for some billboards, for example. So in esports, we were very fortunate that in our first year out in our Overwatch team, uh, won the national championship. And I remember being in in Houston for uh, an ESPN uh, produced event uh, that brought together the top eight colleges. We were in those top eight um, that competed for the national championship. And ESPN put together a, an hour um, broadcast, prime time of the national championship. And not that I counted, but in, in an hour, uh, they mentioned Harrisburg University 84 times. You can't buy that kind of... Uh, not, not that you counted. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not, not that I counted. Um, so it was, uh, it was tremendous um, you know, visibility for the university. Uh, COVID came. Uh, that All that meant where the tournaments moved from in-person to, to virtual. Um, we were fortunate enough uh, in 2020 to win national championship again, back-to-back uh, -back national champions. Uh, this past year in 2021, we ended up third. Um, I still think a very remarkable showing. And, uh, and we uh, just this past week finished hosting the biggest collegiate invitational uh, in the world. Um, 32 universities came to Harrisburg and, and actually had an in-person um, tournament. Uh, universities from around the United States came to Harrisburg, benefited the economy here, um, and uh, and had a great time competing. Uh, we'll see how we do moving into 2022 with the teams. But but in addition to to the the collegiate teams and the competition and the engagement that comes with you know collegiate sports and esports is like any other collegiate sports. It's teamwork. It's teams. It's excitement. It's fans. It's it's all of the good things associated with collegiate sports. But in addition to that, we've started a research center on, on esports. So what does competitive video gaming do to the brain? What, what, how does it help with information literacy, for example? Um, and so we have a, a research center focused on, on esports uh, athletes. Uh, we also are about to launch uh, a journal uh, on esports research, first in North America, uh, and we now have a new bachelor's degree in esports management. Um, that's for careers in in the, the exploding esports industry. Maybe if you're not a, a top gamer, there are lots and lots of uh, great careers from audio video production to live event production to casting um, that are all part of the industry. Um, we've also been able here in Harrisburg to create and be part of the creation of a professional esports team, uh, the Susquehanna Sonics. And all of this, our educational programs at Harrisburg University, the professional teams, the, the infrastructure, physical training rooms that we've built, all of that is, is kind of fundamentals to building an industry, an esports industry here in Pennsylvania that I think... Pennsylvania has a great opportunity to be a leading state on the East Coast, um, like Southern California is uh, on the West Coast. So great opportunity before us. Yeah, it, it's incredible. And I just have a quick story to share um, to give people maybe some perspective or how I kind of walked into this. So for those that don't know, the chamber offices are fairly close to your Harrisburg location. Uh, a couple of years back, 
when you were hosting one of your big events, I was at lunch and I downtown Harrisburg and I saw somebody with like a Clemson university jacket and I was very confused. Uh, it looked like a team. They had warmups and, and as a traditional sports fan, I was, I was interested and I asked them what they were in town for. And they said it was for an esports tournament. And I started to look around and I saw major division one universities, uh, filling up strawberry square, um, in downtown Harrisburg. And I, I just started asking questions. I was, I couldn't believe it. I started doing my research. I saw one guy, I think your team is called the Harrisburg storm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I saw someone in a Harrisburg storm Jersey and I walked up to him and I said, Oh, are you on, are you on the team? And he said, no, I'm just a fan. And I, I, that blew my mind. I go, not only is this taken off beyond anything I could imagine, there are fans buying merchandise and just attending and buying tickets. This is, this is really, and that was three years ago. Yeah. Um, it's exploded even more since then. Yeah. We, for that, in that particular year, we had um, um, families from uh, Baltimore, I remember, and from Philadelphia that brought their young children, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old that were, fans of players because they watched overwatch or they watched league of legends you know on twitch uh, on the internet and 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 knew many of the players and and frankly harrisburg university has two coaches that are kind of legends in in uh in the video game uh, world and i remember these young kids running up to one of our coaches asking for their autograph and and you know you want to you know, kind of, wow, this is, this is, yeah, this is the, this is the real deal here. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm glad, glad you could, uh, you know, uh, taste some of that personally. Yeah. I mean, we got to get used to a few things, you know, we can't say to our kids anymore, uh, video games aren't going to get you anywhere because that's no longer the case. Um, so it, that, it, it, it's, a, yeah, absolutely true. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, but, but again, to be clear, right. The, the guy, the, you know, the, the athletes that compete, um, for Harrisburg or for some of the leading universities across the U S they're they're everybody as dedicated as any division one athlete. I mean, they spend hours and Absolutely. hours on their craft, right? This year, this is not, you know, you're going to sit in the basement, you know, and, and eat some Cheetos and, and, you know, play a few games here or there. This is, this is um, very structured practices, very dedicated um, athletes uh, to their, to their craft and what they want to do. And, and if you, but you're right, but, but if you love it and, and if you're talented enough, you can earn your way uh, to a great college degree and a, and a great career before you. So, and, and we have students that are, that play esports that are, you know, in our applied math bachelor's uh, program, they're in biotechnology that they're not in the video game degree program. They're, they're pursuing, you know, their dreams outside of video games as well. The interconnectivity between the academics, you know, the programming, and now, of course, this three-year venture into esports. Uh, it seems as if all of it combined, Eric, really helps create what you see when you go to the Harrisburg University website. This is going to be huge. I don't know if that's the thought you had in mind, you know, when the concept of esports came about a few years ago. But I love what it says underneath that. Transform your future. Transform the world. There's no limit to what you can do at Harrisburg University. So let's look ahead to the next eight to 10 years as you go uh, forward toward that quarter of a century birthday mark. And what's next for Harrisburg University? How do you continue to transform from where you've come from and plan to go? 
Great question. I appreciate that. So, you know, we think about where we're going over the next eight to 10 years um, in a couple different ways. One of them is, is around program expansion. So we'll continue to add programs, again, meeting the workforce needs, um, first and foremost in Pennsylvania, um, but in, in industry uh, more broadly. And I'm excited because some of the new programs or things that are on the uh, planning board are things that tie to historic strengths of the state of Pennsylvania. So for example, we're now under construction for in Harrisburg, a new $100 million educational building in that building will be nursing programs, pharmaceutical science programs, um, and advanced manufacturing, which is desperately needed in, in Pennsylvania by many small to medium-sized manufacturing shops, upskilling of prototyping capabilities or 3D printing capabilities or composite materials and five-axis milling capabilities. So rapidly moving from prototype to commercial product. And that's what this program uh, in our new building will um, educate students to be able to do. So we're excited about that. Um, one of our newest ventures is in advanced agriculture. Again, tying to a historic great strength of the state of Pennsylvania in terms of agriculture. But this is really bringing technology analytics uh, and agriculture together for controlled environment agriculture, whether that's high-tech greenhouses or indoor, indoor vertical farms, uh, new organic fertilizers. Um, there are a whole host of new areas, new technologies um, to bring to Pennsylvania, and Harrisburg University will create the workforce that will be able to design and operate these kind of new advanced agricultural facilities that will expand, not compete, but expand with what we already do in the agricultural space. So wouldn't it be great to be able to buy fresh strawberries year round and not have to import strawberries or fresh tomatoes in varieties that we've never seen here in Pennsylvania. Again, year round peppers or cucumbers. I'm personally not a big cucumber fan, but, but I would love fresh strawberries or tomatoes year round. Right. Oh, uh, I agree. I agree. That, that are grown locally uh, that, that, uh, that cost maybe a third of what we're presently paying for imported produce. And again, those crops, don't compete with what we already grow here in Pennsylvania. So it's a great opportunity, I think, to expand um, the product portfolio, the healthy choices, um, and frankly, the industry here in Pennsylvania through advanced agriculture. So that's a whole new area that the university is, is leading. So that's one, one dimension, if you will, is, is uh, the continual expansion of our programs. Uh, I would be remiss to say years ago, we made a, a commitment to move into health sciences. Um, again, going back to the founding of the university, that was never part of our, of our plan and our portfolio, but obvious needs. Um, we see this now with the pandemic in terms of just crying needs for healthcare workers. And so we're going to, we're doing our part with regard to, um, again, uh, I think integrating technology and analytics and, and the clinical care, whether, again, that's nurses or allied health professionals, respiratory therapists, for example, 
um, we'll have in place already some of those programs, but we'll continue to expand what we do in, in that space as well um, to support uh, health providers throughout Pennsylvania. Uh, we're also expanding geographically. Uh, I mentioned that, that we have a campus in Philadelphia, just opened a campus in Panama City, Panama. And the idea is that that's a, a regional hub for connecting students and faculty and businesses, what we do in Pennsylvania, to Latin America. Um, uh, again, without restrictions um, on immigration, um, students, professionals that work in Colombia or work in Peru or work in Ecuador that, that can't travel to the United States for education, we're taking our programs to them uh, in, in Panama. Uh, easy flight from Bogota to Panama City, um, pursue a master's degree on ground in Panama City. On the weekends, go back and work in your analytics uh, job uh, at a bank uh, during the during the week, right? So that's kind of the idea. Um, technology innovations happen around the globe, and if we can benefit businesses here in Pennsylvania by better connecting what happens in Latin America through our Panama campus, that's great. Um, behind the the Panama campus, uh, we hope uh, in the next year to open a campus in in Abu Dhabi uh, in the UAE. Same type of idea is that it's a, a, an easy flight from Cairo or from Mumbai in India to Abu Dhabi. Uh, you know, you're a working professional, um, take a flight, uh, pursue your degree, your Harrisburg University degree in Abu Dhabi on the weekends, go back and do your job during the week. Uh, it's, a, it's a great opportunity, again, to bring our programs to a part of the world where they're desperately needed. And, uh, and that's the idea. So, you know, in, in five, six, seven years to maybe have this kind of global network of campuses that are all interconnected um, and all benefiting uh, businesses and students throughout the network, but most importantly, right here in Pennsylvania as well. So, you know, that's, that's uh, you know, keeps me, uh, keeps me pretty busy, but that's the idea is that um, we'll continue to do workforce development, but on this much bigger global scale. Eric, I have to say, first of all, an incredible, impressive list of, of, you know, visionary futuristic endeavors. And we have no doubt based upon what we've seen so far that they will continue to be successfully implemented. And we at the chamber love the no border, all inclusive approach to the growth while still maintaining your roots here in central Pennsylvania. Uh, you epitomize our bringing PA back initiative as we're looking to come out of this pandemic and determine what does Pennsylvania look like in the future? How do we propel ourselves forward? Forward, and its partners and stakeholders like Harrisburg University and the vision and the execution of that vision that we need to encourage more of amongst our state friends and colleagues. So we want to thank you for today's episode of the All Business Podcast here with the Pennsylvania Chamber and appreciate all that you've shared and look forward to still cheering you on from the sidelines, maybe with one of those jackets if we get over to the shop to get one. <laughs> Well, Mary, thanks very much, and uh, absolutely happy to get you some Storm uh, merchandise, and uh, you can, you know, proudly rep uh, the home team, so to speak. So. Happy to do so. Yeah. Happy to do so. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the All Business Podcast from the Pennsylvania Chamber. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. With almost 10,000 member organizations, the Pennsylvania Chamber advocates for job creation and greater prosperity across the Commonwealth. Visit our website at pachamber.org to learn more about us, our members, and how to become part of the statewide voice of business. We'll see you next time. This program is produced by the Pennsylvania Chamber in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, USA. Copyright 2021.